Hello and welcome back to Bushwalker's Diary. I'm Kavita Joshi, your host, and today we are entering in season two. So first of all, I would like to thank all our audience and with your valuable feedback, we have been able to continue and finish our season one with 10 episodes and now we are entering season two. I'm really excited for our journey together where we interview a lot of uh, known bushwalkers, hikers, mountaineers. We really appreciate all your feedback, so feel free to send us a message or an audio message through Anchor or if you know us personally through Facebook, Instagram. Constructive feedback is always welcome. And if you want to see something different in the podcast, please send your ideas through as well. And we'll try if we can bring that kind of information into our podcast as well. So far, I find it's a very exciting journey for me personally because I get to talk to people I have known before, but I might not know certain things about their hiking journey. So I find it's a very nice way to get to know a different side of the people, even if you have known them a lot of for many years or all your life. And if any of our audience would like to be interviewed on this podcast, please let me know. I'm always looking for exciting adventure stories or a, a different perspective into hiking. Hope you guys are enjoying Wishwalker's Diary because in season two, we're going to bring you even more exciting things with more interviews and personal experience and adventure stories. So here we are in season two, episode one. Today, I thought I might give you some more stories from my own personal experience. Recently, a friend of mine mentioned that I have done a lot of hikes around the world and one of uh, recent hikes I did was in Switzerland before COVID, of course, last year, 2019, where I crossed the whole country on foot. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? So hopefully you're ready for some more information on Alpine Pass Road, it's called, and it's a very beautiful place to walk, so I'll definitely recommend it. And in this episode, I'll be giving you some sources where you can collect some information from and uh, how long it takes, what things you will need, the gear and other information around that. And also we'll share you uh, share with you my personal experience of the hike itself. I want to start from the idea of hiking in Switzerland, how it's all started. So I was traveling in UK and I met this avid hiker, Uh, he's British, and also a lecturer in the college there. And uh, he mentioned about his own hiking experience in Switzerland. And he also gave me this old book about uh, the hiker uh, he was mentioning. And he said, oh, I've got this extra copy when I showed my enthusiasm to do the hike, Alpine via route. He was quite excited about doing it again even. So the idea was implanted in my head then. It was start of the year and uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it in the same year because I had been traveling for over a year and I didn't have so much money 
for budgeting a travel uh, a trip to Switzerland. But idea was implanted, and uh, since I had heard about this amazing hike, and uh, before that I had never attempted to cross a country, which is pretty hard to do in Australia, whereas Switzerland uh, you could do the whole hike in a month. So that was a very exciting thing for me to think about. And um, so, yeah, so before I even started hiking, I was dreaming about this hike, this amazing hike in Switzerland and the idea of seeing the country in such a different way that you're not just going to the cities, but you're actually crossing the country on foot and uh, going through the towns you probably never mentioned, you never get to hear about or nobody tells you about, you know, so that was very exciting. So it was in mind, but in the back of my mind somewhere, I would should say. So before I went back in my trip back to Italy, so I had done a Dolomite hike three weeks in uh, 2018 when I left my job. So that was one of the first hikes I was planning to do with Sydney Bushwalking Club. So I'm a member of the club. And uh, so I wanted to go back to Dolomite because after hiking in Dolomite, I fell in love with uh, the mountains and I probably will talk about my experience in Dolomite in another episode because I think it's definitely worth the whole episode to talk about different routes I did. So before uh, I went to Dolomite again in 2019 I had already started planning to go back uh, to go to Switzerland to do the uh, Alpine Pass route which is almost in the middle of the country so you start from the side of Austria and you go all the way uh, to the lake side Lake Geneva and uh, so yeah that was a plan and I called up a friend back in Australia asking if you would like to join me as much as I liked hiking I preferred to do it with people because then you can share the experience and the highs and lows and this is a whole different experience to be able to share the you know scenery the day-to-day experience with somebody especially when it's a month-long hike it's quite a long time to be away from everybody and also from safety perspective it's always good to have a group of at least two to hike in case there's some emergency situation you break your ankle or you fall from somewhere or you break something or even a simplest thing that you need help then you have another person next to you so yeah that was the start of my beginning of the adventure in switzerland i would say i'll tell you a little bit about uh, the alpine pass route which uh, people in switzerland also call via alpina so it's a 340 kilometer or you can say 211 miles hiking trail and it's uh, actually goes all across Switzerland, right in the middle. It starts from Sargans on the border, uh, and then it goes over 16 mountain passes and all the way to Lake Geneva, uh, and it ends in Montreux, so which is uh, located on Lake Geneva. And uh, so it's a great, great hike, I would say. And uh, average time, they say you can do it in around 18 days 
and if you're faster you can uh, take some uh, chair lifts and stuff and you can actually expedite uh, your hike if you like so but uh, 18 days is a good time uh, best season to travel there would be june to early october because uh, after october uh during october even i think uh, uh we saw some snow because uh, we were hiking at the end of september so i would suggest uh, go a bit early if you want some cheaper accommodation because we struggled uh to find always find a cheaper accommodation because some places were closed and they were getting ready for winter but the best thing was there were days when we didn't see anybody so it was not like summer where you have a lot of people doing bits and pieces of the trail but we still saw a couple of people every now and then and when we, uh, because you do the passes and they come down to a town so you have civilization around you it's not like for 18 days you're in the wilderness completely but um, not so many people while you're hiking which i found really uh, peaceful and uh, it didn't make me feel like a tourist all the time which was uh, in a way it was a great outcome uh, to do the hike late in september but if you're not very comfortable with the snow you have to go a bit early and there were three passes we couldn't do because um the day after uh, so for example we were trying to go to the pass a for example tomorrow and today there was no snow there but tomorrow it started snowing so we tried to go over one pass we couldn't and we try the next pass so we you can always take a train from each town to the next section of the hike so if you skip a section that's okay because you can always get a transport around to the next town and uh, we end up doing that for the pass we couldn't do and uh, just check out the next pass what the situation is and uh, unfortunately that pass also had snow uh, but we tried to tackle it from the other end uh, and we we got up quite high but not couldn't reach up to the top of the pass because the snow was quite heavy so that's something to keep in mind and uh, gear wise you can easily do uh, with a day high, a day pack so i left my stuff uh, i would say uh, at the start of the hike because i didn't want to carry all my stuff because i was traveling for two years so i left my big backpack and i just had enough for next 18 days whatever i need for day hikes because you get accommodation unless you're camping somewhere every day you don't need a tent or uh, your sleeping bag or mat so because you can always book place in advance for us we try to go a bit impromptu and each day we had to find accommodation which can be a bit hectic but because it was late in season so things were not that full like uh, we could easily find accommodation for ourselves in each town but if you go in a peak time like august july then uh, you might have to book accommodation in advance so uh yep that was the stuff we had to carry whatever we need day-to-day -day basis food uh supply uh just be mindful depends which town you are sometimes the shops might be too far if you're trying to do a daily supply i would suggest take a few days ration for breakfast and lunch if you want or you can have breakfast in town at least lunch so you don't have to go for shopping every day because there are days that are quite long and i didn't feel like walking i just want to be in my accommodation have some food and dress and get ready for the next day so yeah so you don't have to carry too much stuff and water is available uh easily every day so you can carry just enough for the day
and a first aid uh, kit and uh, also use pole i really uh, it helps me going downhill and uh, you don't have to necessarily take poles but depends if you normally t use poles keep them with you there is no uh, you don't have to worry about snakes or bears no such there are lots of cows everywhere <laughs> so we were lucky because it was coming to winter so a lot of farmers from the high areas they were heading to valleys during winter for winter so we got to see some migration of cows which was very cool so yeah and then apart from that what did i have so rain gear whatever you need to wear uh, for day-to-day -day hike or something if you want to get changed into in the evening your boots uh, So I, what I had was everything I would wear on a day hike as my uh, rain gear any warm jacket and a backpack we had food water and uh, Of course money and card you need and first aid kit my poles um, I think that's pretty much I had on me and a plb you don't need a plb because you can always call people and so you can use your camera and uh, charging stuff in your electronic bag that's something also i forgot to mention if you usually take pictures so that's something handy and sunscreen because uh, it can be hot during the day even when it was coming towards winter it's quite sunny some of the days we were lucky so yeah that's pretty much it i carried on my back Route wise, I would say it's one of the best routes I have done in my whole life because it's quite marked. So it's really hard to lose it. So uh, it's funny because half of the route you will see, it's very, because Switzerland, you have Germany on one side, France. So there's a lot of um, influence, I would say. So there's a point you see everything changing when it comes to French side and sign could be a bit different but it's quite marked trail. So I would still suggest to carry a map and if you like compass in case you're in the snow and you get lost. But if you follow the trail and if you look at the sign, it's really hard to get lost. So it's a very, and the trail is also in very good condition, I would say. And, uh, but it's not an easy hike. So be mindful that you need to be fit enough to do this hike. They say it's almost equivalent of 2.2 Mount Everest. So you're going up and down. So you're doing passes, which is every single pass is sometimes higher than Mount Kosciuszko. So you're going up that height every day and coming back down. Uh, but uh, there's no lack of water on the way as well. So you can always um, fill up on the way as well. So that was really good. I really and the spectacular uh, thing is like every time you come down from the mountain you see these beautiful towns farms and when you're going up you see these mountains covered in cloud and a lot of times these mountains you don't have to climb to the peak of them but they're on your side which is uh, like mont blanc um, and a, a couple of other really amazing mountains we went past which was an amazing experience and uh, there was one day I also remember uh, that it was starting snowing. It started snowing while as we were walking. So uh, not often I have hiked when there is no snow and suddenly after a couple of hours you see snow everywhere and the next day it's sunny but the um, mountains are covered in snow. So it's, it's really, really a spectacular uh, experience, I must say.
when you are in Switzerland, you have to definitely try their food because if and if you like cheese, it's amazing. So they usually have fondue, but it's not an every night dinner kind of thing. So you won't see everybody having fondue all the time. Uh, but if you get to try, I would suggest fondue, which is molten cheese, uh, which is eaten with bread or potato and raclette uh, it's also um, it's melted cheese so with jacket potato cocktail gherkins and onion and sometimes pickled fruit as well and it's also very tasty and rosti is another one of my favorites when i was there because fried grated potato and it's got a lot of calories so it was really nice to have something uh, for dinner like that so i have enough calories to go on for the next day so yes definitely try fondue uh, i was lucky enough to have met some locals so we end up me and my friend end up trying uh homemade fondue and raclette uh after i told them i don't know what these things are so they actually were very generous to invite us for dinner and uh, we had amazing fondue and raclette and after i finished my hike i had a friend who lived in switzerland he also uh, made raclette for us which was also very nice so yes and as you know swiss cheese and chocolates uh, go ahead and uh, get some snack every day uh, for lunch it was great to get some really nice cheese every day and uh, you can have variety of cheese so every few days i was getting different variety of cheese and crackers which was uh, an experience itself being in switzerland another advice for budget travelers uh, like myself is Getting a rail pass when you're in Switzerland, because when you're hiking, some of the days when I was taking a break, for example, I had Interlaken quite close by, so I wanted to take a break there instead of the town I was in, or I could do day trips. So I did a, quite a few day trips while I was hiking. So instead of 18, I made it almost like a 30 days hike. So I can have a couple of every couple of days I could travel to some other town which is nearby and uh, to make it really economic because uh, the trains are quite expensive in Switzerland I got a half fare uh, pass so rail passes are a very smart way to travel in uh, Switzerland uh, and you get a half fare on either chair lift or all sorts of uh, things like train buses uh, and it's I found it saved me a lot of money because traveling in Switzerland itself was a bit expensive but when I saw uh, how much I was saving after this bus that really helped so keep in mind uh, if you have more time and uh, you can use it a whole month so you can have a half year pass for the whole month and uh, it might save you a lot of money and also after you finish your trip uh, finish your hike you might have to go back to the main cities you're coming from so uh, yeah that's something to think about because it's such a long hike there will always gonna be days uh, that are your favorite there will be days that it's raining it's foggy you might not be able to see a lot so i had a couple of places i would like to mention about that hike that are really that are my favorite so oishinen lake is one of the areas you uh, cover when you do this alpine via hike uh via alpina hike 
and uh, it's in Bernes Oberland in Switzerland. It's one of the most beautiful lakes, and I would recommend do not miss that section. It's a beautiful place to go. And even if you're in Switzerland doing small hikes, try to visit this place. It's almost 1.6 kilometer uh, in length. And uh, when we were there, we couldn't do the pass next to the lake, but because we really wanted to visit the lake, so we took a train around and then got to the lake, hike up to the lake and try to go to the pass from that angle. We couldn't make it to the top because of too much snow, but uh, it was sunny day and uh, the pass was covered in the snow and the lake was so blue. It was just a very magical moment for me personally, I would say. So similarly, there were other places I really enjoyed being. For example, if you are, uh, let's say Sherlock Holmes fan, then you can go to Reichbach Hall, which is uh, close to Meringen uh, village. So you actually hike to Meringen and then you can take a break there, do a day hike to the falls. So that's something also I would say suggest visiting. And uh, apart from that, Engelberg is a very nice town. I really enjoyed uh, being there. And there are times like when you cross and you are at the bottom of Eiger, for example. Those are the very breathtaking moments for me. Uh, I was looking at Mark, uh, Eiger, uh, Hohenfrau, and uh, that's something make you feel like, wow, I'm in the middle of it all. Because uh, there is a point when you start crossing the passes and you see these amazing mountains in each direction you look. So that's something brings it home uh, at times that, okay, I'm doing this hike, you know. And uh, so the scenery is quite uh, varies a lot. Uh, and you, you can choose the sections of the hike too. You don't have to, if you don't want to do the whole hike, you can choose different sections of the hike. Depends what you like, whether you are a mountain person or you like more uh, just the forest and flora and fauna. So you can always make that choice. I would suggest to do, if you are thinking about only some sections of the hike, definitely do the Miriangan to Grindelwald. It's amazing hike. And uh, you'll be climbing around 1300 meter that day to Grosch uh, Scheidegg. And uh, it's, it's just a spectacular view. You will have uh, glaciers, waterfalls, and mountains that are 4000 meter. And, if hopefully it's a nice day because then you'll get to see this amazing clear view of all the mountains the view of Eiger you get to see and you will see, when you're walking down uh, you'll see Grindwald at the foot of Eiger as well because I really uh, love climbing and I'm into mountaineering movies so I have already watched Eiger so many times in movies or read about it read in books so something it was a very special day for me when I was at the foot of Eiger and looking up and admiring this mountain and hoping one day I can climb it. Apart from the gear and how you organize the hike, I would really love to talk about some of my experiences during the hike. For example, one of the days then it was raining really heavily. It was a bit demotivating, I have to admit because I couldn't see anything. It was foggy, raining, and windy. And uh, as much as I love hiking, I'm not a big fan of cold weather, to be honest. 
and uh, it was bone chilling cold. I felt like if it just had to wait for snow, it was that cold. And um, funny enough, uh, we end up uh, in a farm uh, very close to the past. There was a farmer's hut, uh, probably where they leave their animals for shelter. And uh, we tried to knock on the uh, on the door, nobody opened. So we went around the back and we found this shed where you can have um, like a two foot uh, or something like that, a barrier. And uh, my friend had and I had to open it. Probably it's a bit not something I would normally do, but I was really cold and I didn't feel like there was anybody around there who uh, can help with the shelter. So we ended up just hiding ourselves from the rain and the weather uh, in the animal shelter <laughs> and uh, that's when we got changed into drier clothes for uh, for a bit of a break and had lunch there so that was something a bit challenging day for me i would say but then there were days when i saw uh, as i mentioned eiger mark jungfrau and uh, Lotterburn, that's an amazing, beautiful town. You come up into this valley and the sheer uh, huge waterfall falling in on, in the earth. It, they say there's like, quite a few waterfalls in the valley. whole valley is like full of waterfalls. And you can take a chairlift and stay at the top of these waterfalls, which I did a couple of days. Uh, and I took a break there. And... Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, me and my friend, we ended up going for little day walks. And uh, it was just amazing to look out of your window every morning and uh, see these beautiful big mountains. Uh, when you walk around the town, you can hear the waterfall. So some of the very magical moments. Uh, we also met some of the uh, fellow hikers. So this guy was hiking from the other opposite side. So he was crossing when we met him to that opposite side from Lake Geneva uh, to Austria side. And uh, he was a bit late into the season. We ourselves were quite uh, in the late season, but he was uh, so late that I don't think he could do most of the passes because it was snowing. But we ended up bumping into each other in another town as well. Uh, and uh, it was really good um, because meeting him first day, we got to know that he's been hiking with tent and he's going to not book the accommodation and stay in the wilderness, which was quite amazing to hear. But we were also worried, hoping that he knows what he's doing because it was quite cold and the snow season was starting. But uh, knowing his update the next time we saw him in another town, uh, it, he, he really enjoyed it. He couldn't continue his hike, as he mentioned, but uh, he was enjoying being in the wilderness and he had to hike to Nepal. He told us some of his stories, which was really nice to hear. And that's some of the things I feel when you hike uh, in a long distance hiking, you meet some amazing people and you hear their stories and that makes me really inspired to the next, to for my next hike, for example, you know, and uh, ideas like that flows. And uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, I would say Switzerland Alpine Via Pass was one of the best hikes I have done. And I will definitely recommend it if you have the budget to do it and time to do it. Uh, I would suggest at least do some sections of it and you would not regret it.
Thank you so much tuning in to Bushwalker's Diary, Season 2, Episode 1. Here I am, Kavita Joshi, and uh, today you heard a little bit about my experience in hiking across Switzerland. Hope you enjoyed and uh, let me know if you have any feedback to share. I'm always looking for uh, new ways to share the information, to interview people. So any feedback is highly appreciated. And talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Have a good day.